So this week on e-commerce straight talk, we're talking about LinkedIn doubling down on virtual events, high fashion brands getting into gaming. Uh, six major retailers are going all in on Omnichannel. How e-commerce fits into the post-pandemic world, and of course, Instagram releasing the new drop feature. Stick around. So this week on e-commerce straight talk, we're starting off our first topic is we're talking about LinkedIn and how they are doubling down on pushing events to advertisers. Um, this this whole idea of virtual events and live events uh, for really really to generate more ad dollars. Now, 21 million LinkedIn members attended a virtual event on the platform last year, um, while while its live streams increased more than 400% from September of 19 to September of 20. Um, the latest updates come roughly after um, a month. A month after LinkedIn said its ad revenue was up 60% year over year, surpassing $3 billion, which is incredible. Um, so, will virtual events continue with the traction they've held during the pandemic? Um, my personal take on this is no, they will not. I think virtual events in general will, but attendance to events will not. Um, and why I say that is because we've already been seeing this sort of virtual event fatigue um, so far in 2021, where you know we've we've attended so many different events, where you know we've had thousands and thousands of people sign up, but you know less than even 10% actually show up, um, while most of the time it's just a lot of vendors, right? And so that can be very annoying, especially for a business working B2B. Now. Um, what I do foresee is more, what this is really going to start pushing is more relevant content. So more relevant virtual events. Um, but what we're also seeing is that there are a lot of folks trying to go to live events, right? And so I think with LinkedIn being able to push this idea, so sort of what, what Facebook has done where they're pushing live events, signups through the platform, I think that's what's gonna be real big for LinkedIn moving into the second half of this year. And then of course into 2022 is, is this idea that people are, are trying to get back out, out and about, right? Um, and I know obviously we've been seeing it across the board every, every time you go outside, like, you know, if you want to go to the beach or the mountain or wherever, it's packed. So everyone's trying to get outdoors. They're trying to get back outside. They're trying to spend money back in, back in stores. And, and on top of that, um, go back to real events where you can talk with people face to face. All right. Topic number two, we're talking about high fashion brands getting into the game. So Roblox is an online gaming platform. Um, I'm pretty sure if you have kids, you've already heard of this platform, but users can immerse themselves in about 18 million virtual worlds, um, which is incredible, right? More worlds popping up every day. So in many worlds, players can buy items through the actual game itself, um, you know, using their avatar shop and, and making themselves in this virtual world um, look different seem different, feel different. And they use uh, uh, the game's currency, which is a Robux. So um, Gucci decided to mark its 100 year anniversary by creating the Gucci Garden. So uh, this, is, this is a game made up of various themed rooms. As visitors wander the room, they can purchase exclusive virtual Gucci items for their avatar to wear. 
But one item in particular um, was really popular and that's a limited edition virtual Dionysus, I don't even know how to pronounce that, bag with B. So with Gucci selling to gamers, an original price of 475 Robux, which is the equivalent of six US dollars um, in the real world. But what happened was they started to see this, this resell of these products. So they had limited edition products, right? And so people who were buying them were reselling them in game for around 4,100 Robux or about $800 in real life. And in fact, this, this selling of this product made more money virtually than it has in real life. So should we expect to see more brands getting into gaming? Um, I want to, I guess, initially say that obviously I think this is, is crazy and, and I know you think this is crazy too. Um, but it is sort of the way of things. It is the trend. It is the behaviors that we're seeing. So instead of fighting it, we, we try to go along with it. Right. And I think that's what you'll see a lot of brands doing is this idea that, okay, well, if it's working, why not keep going with it? Right. <laughs> Triple down on what works, kill what doesn't and keep moving forward. And so, yeah, I do think you'll see more brands get into game. I think that what you'll see is more limited edition or specific products um, sold in game versus not sold in real life and vice versa. Right. Limited edition products that are sold in real life that are not sold in game. Um, but to, to sort of see this and, and follow this idea and this trend of um, you know, because I think too, the, the, the biggest thing is you can get your head wrapped around this whole idea of of playing a game. Okay, cool, that's fun. But spending real money in game, guess what? It happens every day. That's where Fortnite's fortune comes from. Are people buying, the are kids buying these skins in, in, in game? So spending money in game is huge. I think it's a continual trend that we're gonna see. And I definitely expect more brands to hop on this gaming bandwagon. All right, so third topic for today. Um, retail stores are starting to increase their staffing and focusing on buy online, pick up in store, right? So we've discussed this in quite a few past episodes, but we're really now starting to see the, these retail brands, brick and mortar brands, um, trying to focus on omni-channel more and, and understanding what it really means for their business. Um, we, we see Michaels, Volta, Build-A-Bear, Madewell, Kendra Scott, Foot Locker, going all in on Omnichannel. Um, we're seeing more and more of these big box stores take advantage of the new normal. So if you're just a regular Joe e-commerce store owner, how can you continue to take advantage and leverage Omnichannel as well? And what we've seen over the past year is a lot of these box stores, this is how they made any revenue was was moving through you know opus or <laughs> which is a funny word to say but buy online pick up and store this idea that hey now we have an app you know walgreens walmart michaels all these companies that like, you go on the app you order on the app you set up time come pick up and store cool you're in and out right and, and so this is a continual trend but really we have to look at omni-channel as a whole especially for your regular joe uh, e-commerce store and what we have to say is okay if you don't have a retail store like an actual physical location um, that's turned more into a distribution center than anything else we have to look we have to change the word omni-channel to more cross-platform 
And so to follow the same notion of be everywhere at all times or omnipresent, omni-channel, right? Um, the idea is we need to be on all these different platforms, whether it's Google, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. Um, and obviously by testing out these different platforms and running ads on them and looking at your attribution levels, which I know is more difficult now with the iOS update, but you can still monitor that data. You can still use third-party analytics tools such as uh, Wicked Reports, even uh, Heroes. Um, so check those out if you need to, but just even just with your Google Analytics and your platform data, you should be able to continue to take advantage of what's occurring in the market right now and, and continue to leverage that to grow. So topic number four. So if we look at last year, right? And, and so much of this year is, has been predicated on what has occurred over the past year with these changing of behaviors and everything. So that's why we continue to go back and, and, and look at this data. And then the data that's moving on that, that we're seeing sort of shift into 2021. And we saw last year that e-commerce grew as much in, in the first eight weeks of the pandemic as it did in the previous eight years. So with brands making giant investments in the e-commerce over the past year, um, more and more brands feel they need to hop on this e-commerce bandwagon. Now, although folks are starting to get back out again and, and, and shopping in store, um, those, you know, they're wanting to spend their money in local stores again, get those mom and pops back up and running. You know, I do kind of see this just in your, and I'm sure you see this in your day to day, how folks are, are trying to make a point to go spend their money to these local mom and pops, local stores versus a Walmart or an Amazon, unless you need to, right? Um, but we do see 38% of consumers intend to do more shopping online and visit stores in person as long as they provide great experiences. So instead of asking ourselves, how does e-commerce fit into a post-pandemic world? What we should be asking is, what customer experience do I need to offer, more especially through my e-commerce store? And I think if we look at customer experience, customer service falls under that same, same line, right? It's decreasing friction, right? So the, the processing was which it takes to, to check out, um, the process in which it takes to do research and find information about the product that we want to know so that we can make an informed decision to, to purchase. Um, but then also that experience post-purchase. So after I buy, what's that experience, right? I think Amazon does a great, it, 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 it's, is great at this because they understand that speed is the best customer service. Now that may not be a viable option for your regular Joe e-commerce store, right? You're not Amazon, you're not this giant corporation that can um, that can afford that and has the distribution in place to do that. So what more we can do is continue that conversation with the consumer post-purchase. And I think that's where a lot of brands fall off is as soon as a customer buys something from them, it's like they're just lost in, in the, the ecosystem now. Right, people. I, I know you know newer brands um, are really focused heavily on acquisition and, and driving new customers, which is great. But what they do is they lose that retention piece, and they and they lack the understanding of what more you need to continue to do to increase that customer loyalty, to to win them back again, to increase that customer experience. And so I think that's what we really need to focus on now um, is is what 
customer experience do I need to offer? And I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves to really go into the rest of this year and into 2022, this post-pandemic world. Um, like I said, it's not necessarily how does e-commerce fit into this world? It's what is our customer experience and how can we improve that? All right, so topic five, our last topic for the day. So Instagram just released a feature um, that, you know, a featured update that that is definitely more relevant for retailers. Um, it's the drop section. So it's a, it's a dedicated section where brands can release new products via Instagram shopping. Okay, sounds awesome, right? This is where we get into it. So a couple years ago, um, you know, with the mobile mall renovations, uh, Instagram um, has still been used for, for window shopping more than shopping shopping, right? We see the same thing with, with platforms like like Snapchat and even TikTok in some senses. Um, but, you know, even though like we've tried it, a lot of other brands have tried it to the, the Instagram checkout, right? And, and Facebook has the same thing with Facebook shops and Instagram shops. Um, but really, and we see this across the board, Instagram has yet to really generate meaningful purchase activity through the platform's actual checkout process. So I'm talking about Instagram shops. I'm not talking about sending, you know, driving traffic on Instagram to your store. I'm talking about driving Instagram traffic through Instagram to check out through the app. So um, as we haven't really seen that come to fruition yet, which I believe it will just due to decreased friction, right? I think we're probably looking three to five years down the road, but by introducing drops, um, Instagram isn't just directing shoppers to new releases, it's also helping retailers make that purchase journey more obvious on the app. So do you foresee this as a, a major impact on brand sales through Instagram? That's a question for you. I see this as, I guess my answer to the question would be yes. And why that is, is because you can consider Instagram just a giant community, right? And if you are a brand or a marketer or anyone who, who works with a like Facebook group or those Facebook communities, um, you know that uh, you know a lot of these brands are successful due to their drops within those communities. Now, granted, it's more manual, it's more um, engaging because you're already engaged with this community, right? Um, prime example is we've worked with a brand they have a, a community of about 20,000 people and every other Friday it's a new drop and they sell out like gangbusters and that's how they drive the bulk of the revenue and it works really well for them but how I see this in general is Instagram is the community right and these drops are drops for the community and as people experience it more and gain more trust through the platform I do foresee this to make a giant impact on, on brand sales. And I think what we'll see is we'll see major retailers lead the way with e-commerce brands to follow through. And then you'll see influencers starting to really push this um, and, and get on these bandwagons and, and hop on um, the momentum that is gained through these drops as well. I don't be surprised to see more and more brands pop up that all they do is drops. They don't really hold a lot of inventory. It's just drop after drop after drop after drop. All right, so that's it for this week. Uh, listen to us every Thursday um, weekly where we talk about you know the top e-commerce and retail trends, behaviors that we're seeing, purchase patterns, and all things e-commerce. Later.